When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Using Rocket Pro PPO is like managing a team of all-stars. Our powerhouse squad approaches underwriters, complete document reviews, and initial underwrites in just one day. With our industry-leading mortgage insurance and with a wide variety of products to use, your mortgage game will have zero weaknesses, helping you and your clients win more closings against today's tough competition. Rocket Pro TPO compete at the highest level. Call for cost information and conditions, equal housing lender, license in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. You're listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently from Jen Duplessis. America's Mortgage Mastery Mentor with over 37 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Jen has been mentoring loan officers and realtors for over 15 years and speaking on stages across the globe. So settle in and get ready as Jen and her guests share their experience, passion, and strategies to help you crack the top producer code to reach new heights in your business. And now, here's your host, Jen Duplessis, Mortgage Mastery Mentor and Head Chicken Charge of Kinetic Spark Consulting. Using Rocket Pro TPO is like managing a team of all-stars. Our powerhouse squad approaches underwriters, complete document reviews, and initial underwrites in just one day. With our industry-leading mortgage insurance and with a wide variety of products to use, your mortgage game will have zero weaknesses, helping you and your clients win more closings against today's tough competition. Rocket Pro TPO compete at the highest level. Call for cost information and conditions, equal housing lender, license in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. So here we are again. Welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis. We are here again with Dave Savage. You know, it's so fun to just, you know, regurgitate some of the things that we've talked about over the past umpteen years. You've actually, this is the third time you've been on the show. Most people are only on the show once and then become go into something I called beyond the podcast where we sort of find out where are they now? What are they doing now? But with you, Dave, you know, one of the great things about what you do is that the market changes every single moment of every single day. And so you have new content, new ideas, new thoughts every single time. And so we're not going to do, what are you doing now? We're going to talk about what's happening now. So welcome to the show. We're so happy that you're here with us today. Well, it's good to be back. And while I think I've done it three times, as you said, this is the first time with video. I can still remember. Yeah. I don't remember how many years ago it was, but I was like Seven. in my car on a trip <laughs> and it was a video. So this is cool. I love how you've innovated with content, Jen. You, you do an awesome job. Yeah. Well, you know, when they first came out, I mean, it has been seven and a half years. I'm the longest running, you know, podcast now. When it first came out, it was just audio. That's all that podcasts were. And then all of a sudden it had to be video and now it's both. And of course, now it's going to be on TV. And so you can find a Roku and Apple Podcasts and Amazon Prime uh, through podcast or podnation.tv is a streaming. So if you want to watch it streaming, but 
yeah, I'm really, really excited. There's so many things that are happening with podcasts and they continue to grow. They just continue to grow and it's so exciting. And, uh, you know, it's a great way for all of us to tap in with one another. So I just want to kind of get down to, to the nitty gritty of everything. And I'm going to set this up this way. Okay. So we had COVID, you know, and before that, I remember people just saying, I don't know if I'm still going to be in the business. It's just so tough. There's, you know, there was inventory issues, but it was just really kind of scratching for business. And and that was the dialect that I, or the, I wouldn't say dialect, but that is what I was talking about. Then COVID came and then all of a sudden it was busy, 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 right? Everybody was busy. People were unprepared as I call it. I've been saying this for the last year is be careful of the short-term gain for the long-term pain. You've got to put your foundations in. And that was why it was so chaotic because the foundations weren't there. Systems weren't in place. And some people really thrived because they had great relationships. Others didn't thrive as much because they didn't have those relationships. So here we are now, everybody's had the best year ever that was handed to them during a pandemic, right? And part of a cycle, another cycle. And you've been around these cycles as long as I've been, well, maybe not as long because I'm older than you, but around these cycles for so long, here's what I'm hearing today. In fact, I'm hearing it over the last three or four weeks is I'm in a funk. And this is the word, the word is funk. So what do you think I did? I came up with an acronym, (laughs) which is when you're in a funk, right? First, understand the nature of what's happening so that you'll know what your next steps are, F-U-N-C or F-U-N-K. So I said, okay, so that's how we need to get out of a funk. But again, it's a cycle. So tell me what you're seeing, because here we are, we're done with the first half. We've gone in, hopefully everyone's gone into the locker room and they've, you know, uh, came up with their game plan and said, okay, well, I've already won, you know, have I won the first half? Have I not? What adapts it, you know, adapting things are are we going to do? What kind of switches and changes, you know, what are we going to do to ensure that we win this game this year. So here we are. What is your world telling you right now? What are you seeing right now? Well, I I think I have a unique perspective because mortgage coach, it's used by, you know, pretty elite level of lenders. The high end of Uh, us. So we've got a, you know, 112 or 115 lenders that integrate us into our platform, but I interview top producers. So, you know, I think I'm, I'm surfing mountaintops. Uh, And I interview multiple loan officers per week, but you know, I I will tell you, I, the majority of the people I interview are actually doing better this year than last year, despite the fact that there's a a trillion less in refis. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. I did interview Jeremy Forcier a week ago. Yeah. Last week. And he said, starting to see a slowdown. So the people, they, yeah, the people he serves, you know, he's got like 56 Mm -hmm. loan officers that he leads. He's got, you know, 60 realtors that refer him business and, you know, he called out. We are seeing a slowdown. Although for the most elite professionals out there, they're they're still killing it. You know, they've they've yeah. scaled their teams, they're using systems, they're using technology, they're using media. And personally, I think this will be the best decade they've ever had. Oh so my I gosh, think- I, I think so too. I do too. I've been yeah. calling it the soaring twenties for two years now. <laughs> Not yeah. the first- 20s, but That's, the soaring 20s, right? Yeah, the, yeah I'm going to write mean, that. I already wrote down funk. I like that. Okay, all right. Now you're going to write down 20s. 20s. I mean, by the way, I'm going to use that when I interview people because I'll give you credit though. I got, okay, I got that'll be good. Place. As long as you give credit, it's all good. Yeah, because all we are is a regurgitation of all of our, ourselves, right? You know, over and over. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you too. I mean, one of my clients, you know, she last month she closed 40 loans for 10 million. A year and a half ago, she was closing nine loans for like two and a half, three million, right? 
So, I mean, that's still a lot of loans. Her loan amounts are different. She's in an outlying area, but you know, she's killing it. So it's always like that, though. We already know that. We know we have the top echelon and we know we have the the other group of people. And I shouldn't say it in that way, but it's just the, you know, the people that are struggling and trying to figure it out and, and, and not, they didn't put the systems in place or they're just being exposed to mortgage coach, right? They're just learning. What's this mortgage coach thing I hear about? I just referred you to someone a couple of weeks ago, you know, oh, I'd never heard of it before. Yeah. You so, refer to people all the time. And I appreciate that by the yeah, way. Of course, of course I do. But, you know, I mean, I, I think that, you know, when we talk about top producers and, you know, and I myself was there, you're, you're more resilient. You're more resilient to the, uh, the ebb and flow of what happens. You don't have peaks and valleys. You have this, like you said, kind of skipping the top of the mountain. But I want to talk about the people that are listening to this podcast that are struggling, that need help, that want to know what could they be doing. And, and a little bit of your prediction of what do you think is happening in the industry moving forward? Are we looking, are we going to have more brokers? Are we seeing more wholesalers kind of pop out of the woodwork? What's going on with QM, right? And non-QM products. I'm going to be speaking in a non-QM conference in a couple of weeks uh, because they're back, right? They're back and they're just having this huge non-QM conference. So tell me what you're seeing out there, you know, moving forward that if you were a loan officer right now and you were struggling a little bit, or you just kind of going, you know, I had this great year now, what do I do? What advice are you going to give them? Yeah, well, I, I would say, you know, just like Moore's Law with technology, you know, technology as, as it evolves, accelerates. Yeah. So Moore's Law states that we're going to see 50 years of change in technology over the next 10 years. And the other thing that I'm seeing accelerate is, you know, Predo's principle, the 80-20 rule. I think it's getting to be the 90-10 rule, you know? I so, do too. So I do too. Yeah. I think that, I think, I do think brokers will scale. So I continue, you know, the broker community has scaled a lot over the past couple of years. I think it's got more growth to be had, but, you know, the common denominator that I see is good leaders. And remember, you don't have to be born a good leader. You can become a great leader by listening to podcasts like this one, by listening to books and, and implementing, you know, doing things new and different. So leadership is the ultimate value proposition, but great leaders are using technology and media. It's really that simple. It's you're, you know, and you're seeing it. You're seeing video become a differentiator. The mortgage professionals in both real estate and mortgage that are using media and technology that are great leaders, they're leading themselves, they're leading teams, they're going to be in the 10%. And it's really yeah. that simple. And yeah. I do think this will be a, a golden decade for, for great leaders that leverage tech and media in the mortgage and real estate space. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, the word of the year last year was leadership. It, you know, there's no question about it. It's kind of worked worked its way, at least in, you know, in the circles that I'm in outside of the mortgage space, you know, with Les Brown and some of those guys, you know, it's all about leadership. And, you know, Darren Hardy is actually doing a hero's journey of one year course right now that I'm in mm-hmm. on leadership. Right. On you, le- got the, you have it? You got, the, you got the gold book. I'm a facilitator. Do you have a group too? Yeah, I'm a, well, I don't want to brag because I have not been a good facilitator. Oh, <laughs> but at least but, you have the book, right? You're the book. But, well, you know, I, so I, I, I am a facilitator. I just haven't been consistent every been week. Been consistent, my, yeah, yeah. No, group, I read it. Yeah, I lead a group of people, and you know, and we're just having so much fun, and we're actually going to do a mastermind together. We're all flying someplace, and we're going to actually get together. We're just excited Wait. about it. Do you mind if I refer some of the people in my group to you? Oh, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, of course. Of course. We'd love to have. I got some folks coming your way, Jen. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, no, I'm really excited. 
But, you know, I mean, I've, I've really, it was, and I was so excited about getting on this because when he presented it and, you know, and of course all of it, you and I both know Darren and that's what started mortgage productivity, right? When we all started working together and getting in his insane productivity. And, you know, when this came about because 2020 was all, everyone was talking about leadership and taking the lead and never letting anybody be in your wake. (laughs) I don't want to be in someone's wake. I want to be the leader, right? And when he brought this out, I said, oh my gosh, this is perfect. But just the gen lead, I'm calling it gen lead, the generational leadership, I'm calling it that. He doesn't even call it that. The five generations we have working in the, you know, that's in the workplace now that I'm calling generational leadership. And I think that is imperative with in tandem with disc profiling in tandem, you know, with other things that you're doing as a leader. But I think that's important. I think leadership Leading the relationship is important, you know, with your, with your referral partners, taking the lead, being the one who, who initiates and, you know, instead of saying, oh, it's COVID, I can't do it. Yes, you can just get out there and do it. Right. So I think your comments are really good. And, and, you know, when it comes to the technology piece, there's a colleague of mine. um, I actually did a podcast with him on the other podcast, Success to Significance. And his name escapes me every single time I talk about him, Charles, 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 anyway, he was the former AG of Nevada, and he wrote a book called The Tsunami Mil- uh, Millennial, right? Tsunami Millennials, because he truly believes that millennials are going to drive us forward generally as a human species, right? It's going to drive us forward. And um, he talks about the uh, technology tsunami. And ironically, what he says, it's going to be here in five years. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah. it's going to be here in five years. It's such a tsunami of what's happening right now. So, so if you haven't read the book, uh, the, and by the way, you can just go to uh tsunami, um, millennial or not tsunami, but uh samurai millennial.com. Uh, and he's giving it away free. He wants everybody to have a digital copy free million people to read about leadership. So, and, you know, you've talked about this for years and we've talked about it on, you know, mortgage productivity about being a leader being the local loan officer. So tell us about how you're feeling about that now, about being that market influencer locally, that you're the expert that people come to and what you're seeing. How does that look right now from a value proposition? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, in, you and I have both talked about this for a few years, so it's not like, oh, I came up with this vision and idea of it. I mean, we started talking in 2018 about where things would be in 2025. And I would just say today, that's never been more clear. You know, I, I wrote an article with Kristen Messerly in LinkedIn and her and I were re- revisiting that article to rewrite it. And we're like, it's happening. Wow. It's there. Yeah. I, I, think, <laughs> I think 2020 is the year that cash was killed. I mean, think about how much you as a consumer are using, you know, Apple Pay. Yeah. Uh, I'm always an early adopter. So, I mean, right when I could check into a plan on a phone, I, I was one yeah. of the first ones there. Right. I might've been the one out of... 200 people going on a plane doing it. But now when you board an airplane, the majority of people are using their mobile apps. When you stand in line at a grocery store, the majority of people are using Apple Pay. Uh, So this was a year that cash or 2020 was the year that killed cash. And and so I just think it's super clear, you know, by 2025, things are going to be radically different for the consumer. I think the, the thing right now is consumers are having to use multiple platforms and apps to do different things. And yeah, loan officers, yeah. you know, you're having to log into Mortgage Coach. Yeah, nothing Walmart, serves everything. CRM, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, so loan officers are using multiple logins. Consumers are using multiple logins. But by 2025, 
2027, there'll be a lot less logins. It'll be a lot more unified. Uh, good news is for you loan officers, you'll have less logins and your job and workflow will be easier and even faster. Yeah. Bad news is there's a lot of things that can be automated that you're doing. Yeah. So I, I what also, are you going to do that makes you different? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think a consumer by 2027 will be able to call a number, whether that's for mortgage or for anything, and they will not know the difference if they're talking to man or machine. Like, yes. like AI voice recognition is getting so good that it will be hard to know, like, hey, is this a machine or is this right. <laughs> loan officer? So I just push loan officers to always be adopting the technologies that help you communicate more efficiently. And then my last piece, and then we'll go back and forth, is right down going beyond the transaction. An acronym I talk a lot about is ACD, W-A-C-D, write down W-A-C-D. And if you were in the specialty retail business, they have been executing on W-A-C-D for 10 years. It's what Amazon can't do. And I think, you know, everybody who's listening to this, that you're in mortgage or real estate, you you need to add a Z to it. What Amazon and Zillow can't do, you need to do. And then you need to do it beyond the transaction. So not just at the close of the loan, right? Or, you know, take it out with a button, close a loan. But you know, what are you doing for the five years in between every loan using platforms and automation? You know, do what Amazon and Zillow can't do, and do what Amazon and Zillow can do. And if you do that, you'll be good. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really good. I don't know if you know about this or not, but there is actually technology where uh, your doctor can receive an algorithm from just your voice through the gal over here that I can't use her name right now because she'll wake up. <laughs> Amy, we'll call her Amy. <laughs> but you can talk to you can uh, talk to your doctor and say, you know, hey, doc, I, you know, I'm not feeling good here, this, that and the other. And the algorithm will pick up where exactly you are sick. It's the most amazing technology. And it's like having, I don't know, it's like having an MRI. It's just through through voice technology. I mean, just so many things are moving at the at the speed of sound. It's it's crazy. You know, what you're talking about, I want to go through this and I'm going to make an assumption and I already know the answer that you've read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Of course. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and what you're really talking about aside from, and so for those who haven't read it on the left quadrant, it's four quadrants, right? On the left side, on the top, it's E for employee, which loan officers are not. Right. That's your that's the support staff, the operations to below that is S for sole proprietor. And then you move over to the right upper side and it's B for business owner. And then down next to that is E for entrepreneur. And I think what happens is that a lot of loan officers and real estate agents get trapped in the solopreneur world. Right. And they want to grow teams. They want to get bigger, et cetera. And we know and I know from, you know, being a team lead that was the progression you have to take is you've got to get yourself out of sole proprietorship and get yourself up into business ownership, right? To be up in that, that business quadrant where you have a team, where you're thinking beyond, you know, to your case, the WACD or the WACZD, you know, is to be able to get out of the daily business to have that thought process. I think that's one of the things that we're seeing with a lot of loan officers that were just also focused on the little ants crawling, you know, on the ground that we're just not seeing the big semi that comes by. So I'd like to just get an idea of what you think that looks like going forward is, are we going to have, in your perspective, are we going to have loan officers the way that we've always had loan officers? There'll be a handful of them, but do you really see at some point that 
that whole position gets elevated up into a team lead position at virtually every company so that the companies can be more profitable by having their loan officers truly be out selling or edge selling or pitching, whatever you want to call it, creating relationships, connecting. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I said this a couple of years ago from the stage of mortgage technology, where I do not think technology is going to eliminate loan officers, but I do think loan officers that use technology and media will eliminate and reduce those who don't. Uh, I do think from a team perspective, there's a lot of synergy when different people that have different skills and you put them within the, you know, the process. Someone is really detail-oriented and is doing the things that detail-oriented people do well. Someone that loves to talk and is great at connecting with people mm-hmm. and and you know has curiosity for people and loves people, you know, put them at the right place in the process to serve that local family. And then put the the person who's good with details and and runs linear processes, put them in the right spot. So I think you will see that. I mean, I do think when it comes to the refinance, you know, that is, you know, definitely going to be predominantly done by the machine. You know, I I think that, you know, will there be debt console and purpose-driven, cause-driven, strategy-driven refinances that a local mortgage advisor can do? Absolutely. But- are you going to see the big brands that drive machine and price and even lenders just retaining that, you know, with big data and technology, you know, they're going to get to the refi first, but yeah, but that's what I was going to say speed to market. Yeah. Yeah. So, but by the way, if you're a local referral based mortgage professional, your greatest asset for this entire decade will be your past customer database and your ability to put a CRM around it, put tools like mortgage coach, HomeBot, and house happy around it. And Homebinder is a new one on the scene. You know, put that type of tech around your database. And remember, there's a lot of purchases that come out of relationships under management. So I just, I just think the loan, the local advisors that do everything I just described are gonna kill it. They're gonna get great market I share. Totally, I yeah, I totally agree. I mean, that is. I was talking to someone about this not too long ago, and just saying, you know, well, everybody's refinancing to a low interest rate. Well, I said, okay, so now what are you going to do? Well, I guess I'll wait till the next refi boom. And I was like, wait a minute, you know. And I'm a perfect example. You know, you and I were talking in the green room with my husband. You know, my husband just had a very major, major life threatening issue. You know, event a couple of months ago, and you know, it changed the what we're doing with our home. We're now selling our home. Because and it has nothing to do with what rate we have on our house, which I don't even know. Because 17 years ago, we got a five one arm and we've never refied ever in 17 years. So we have a really super low rate, I'm sure, but it that's not the concern. The concern is what I'm doing with my life. And so these life events are super important, and machines can't verify that you can by managing their mortgage, right? So I think that's what's that certainly is really important. From a scalability perspective, I'd like to get your take on scalability. I see what I call an accordion effect, right? <laughs> it's like I'm a loan officer, my volume gets high. I'm a real estate agent, my volume gets high. And I hire somebody and my volume gets low. And I go, oh, I don't want that person anymore. And then it does it again. And then, it does, you know, back and forth. And I'm, I know I'm talking about some lead indicators as well, lead and trailing indicators. But why is it people can't really scale? I have some opinions on this too, but I want to hear what, what you have to say about this. What do you think is holding people back from truly being able to scale? Well, I mean, I, I'm going to hit it from two sides because there's a technology side mm-hmm. and there's a leadership side. 
And another piece of technology I want to throw in the mix is Sales Boomerang, where they have alerts. So when you look at the teams, the people that scale and manage and contract, you know, in different markets up and down, they're not using their CRM weekly. They're using it hourly. Like it's, you know, they've got a really good tech to drive it. They're using tools like Mortgage Coach, HomeBot, Sales Boomerang, and they've got good systems. So they're, you know, they know their metrics, they know their conversion rates. They know how many leads that are coming in on any given month. They're able to look at their lead sources. And so they they just quickly, easily got a handle on it. And and then they can adopt. And then part of it is leadership. You know, it is being able to have the tough conversations, being able to recruit the right team, being able to have an efficient and effective team. Uh, You know, like I interviewed a lot of top producers that when the market shifted and we we got this refi panel wave, you know, they had good systems in place, they had good processes in place, and then they just had to repurpose some people to focus on, you know, client concierge. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's always good foundational systems. By the way, one word that are consistently implemented. If you are one of those loan officers or platforms that you know every borrower is just like this new piece of artwork that you're reinventing it and you're, you're, you're kind of like all over the place, it's hard. So you got to have these systems in place, consistently implement, and then it's just leadership and decision-making month to month, quarter to quarter. And I mean, it sounds pretty easy. It's not easy, but it is possible. And there are a lot of great examples of you know leaders that implement, execute, and make great decisions as markets explode and as markets contract. There's just a lot of great people that do that. Yeah, I think it's just having that conveyor belt there with all of the cute bells and whistles, you know, for client experience. There's no question about it. And that you can contract it when you have to go through the conveyor belt sooner or faster. You can contract some of those pieces and not, you know, put all of them into place. I mean, that's one way to do it when you don't have the team. So here are my thoughts on this. I call it smart scaling, three V's, right? Having vision, having values, and having a voice on your team. For me, that's where the smart scaling comes from. I think, so let's just think about this. You're in a bubble and you're you're a little stick figure person in a bubble, right? And everything is about you. Everything's coming to you. All the leads are coming to you. All the relationships are with you. The buck stops with you. You know, everything is about the way you're running things, the methodology of your running things. And what happens is that when you have team members are outside of your bubble and they can't penetrate your bubble because it's all about what, you know, they're just looking and going, can I help you with your bubble and the methodology? So what I'm suggesting that people do is remove themselves from the bubble, be outside of the bubble, just like their team members. And now the bubble becomes the business and it becomes, it's not the business isn't you, if the bubble becomes the business, what is the vision of the business, not the vision of Jen independently? the vision of the values that the team is going to bring and your voice using your vernacular, your style, et cetera. And now what happens is everyone, including yourself, are all working towards that center function, right? That center of smart scaling. You become the heart of the business, but you aren't the business. The methodology, the systems all become part of this bigger vision. So I would encourage people to look at that and say, you know, does my team, do they speak my language? Do they write the way I do? Do they speak my language? Do they treat people the same? Do they have the same core values as I do in my business? Not me personally, but does, do they have the same core values? Do they even know my core values? 
Do they know the vision for this team? Are we going to be rock stars? Are we going to be your hometown mortgage people? Are we going to be the techie company? Do they know the vision? Or have you kept it in your bubble? And this is why you can't get scale because people aren't, they don't know who to serve. They're waiting for you. That's an engage, well, not engagement, but it's enabling versus empowering that team to be a rock star. Couldn't agree more. As always, great leadership on your part, Jen. Well, thanks. All right. So what's going to happen with rates from your perspective? What's going to go on? What are you hearing? I mean, I'm not the the rate predictor. Uh, Dan Rollins, Barry Habib, they do a great job of that. And so, I mean, I listen to a lot of smart people. I mean, I do think it is completely possible to have another refi big wave. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I was a a producer and I was running a team, I I certainly wouldn't manage my P&L with that in mind. I'd manage my P&L on the market at hand with a purchase-centric focus. But I would, you know, I'd be doing a better job than ever of making sure, you know, I'm managing mortgages, I'm doing annual reviews, and I've got a, you know, a 48-hour plan that when rates get into the money, uh, (laughs) we're, you know, the salmon are running, the bear aren't sleeping. Uh, That's right. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) You know, so yeah, I, but I, you know, I listen to Dan Rawich every morning, you know, in our Rate Watch channel, but and listen to Barry Habib on some of his webinars. And, you know, it sounds like they are both aligned that we, we could easily see another double dip on that. Uh, but I just focus on what I can control and I can control my systems. Are, do you have the resources in the team so that everybody's getting annual reviews and everybody knows how to use Mortgage Coach? Are you putting everybody into HomeBot? Are you making sure that your CRM is updated? And um, if you're doing that, you're good to go. You're, you're going to make the most of it when the time comes. And it, yeah. if I had a guess... It's going to come. There will be another refi wave next yeah. year. Yeah. And people, and I just hope that people aren't going to be in a position where they're like, oh, I should have done all that stuff. I, she said to, I should have, I didn't do it. You know, so we're, I'm hoping that, that everyone does that. Okay. Let's talk about products and things like that. And the reason why I want to talk about that is, and then, then we'll end our time together today. Unless there's something you want to talk about, I haven't talked about. You know, we're seeing some non-QN come back, which is good. Let's talk about forbearance and how that might affect the market, how that's affecting investor financing, how that's affecting first-time home buyers in, you know, with low inventory. I hate when people say low inventory, to be honest with you. We have plenty of houses, low inventory of homes that are on the market. So where are you seeing things go? Because, you know, I mean, thankfully we have some conferences coming up and we're going to hear some of this, right? perspective from people, but we've all been so disconnected and summits are summits, but they aren't the same as having that little sidebar conversation in the hallway, right? What, what do you see coming up from a product perspective, from an industry deliverable perspective as it relates to brokers and wholesalers and bankers, et cetera? I mean, it's, it's exciting. I mean, there's, I know, the markets too. are yeah. stable. The products are interesting the whole industry is getting more consumer first. Yeah, I think we'll continue to see innovative products come to market. And I think, you know, IMBs, independent mortgage bankers are in a great spot. Brokers, you know, there's more options than ever. Smarter operators. I noticed you had interviewed Glenn Stearns recently, but most of the, you know, the really good operators in the mortgage space have a wholesale strategy now and they're investing in that. So I think that's, it's good for the consumer. I'm just always a consumer advocate first. If we, we have been, yeah, if we, you know, like when we design mortgage coach, we're not 
competing with other mortgage apps. We're competing with Instagram. You know, we're competing for attention with the best app. So, and I think the industry for the first time is really consumer first in their approach from a product standpoint. So I, I think it's good. I mean, in terms of forbearance and all that stuff, I'll leave that to David Stearns and Dan Rawich and other economists to, you yeah. know, what's going to happen there and what impact that's going to have. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I am truly concerned about, you know, inventory issues and in the, in the housing gap and the mm-hmm. fact that more homes aren't being built and the fact that uh, lumber prices are so high and that, you know, what that is doing to new housing and new doors for America. So, I mean, but I, I just, I tell every loan officer control what you can control. Yeah. Be the digital mayor of the market you serve. Mm-hmm. And if you're a good marketer, if you're a good advisor, if you're using tech and leadership, you'll always have a seat at the table. And then I do think if you're local and you're doing those things, this decade is going to be extraordinary for housing. I know there has to come a real estate bubble at some point, or I don't know if it has to be a bubble, but there, you know, there's ups and downs, but yeah. I don't see it. You know, like I just, you know, with the, the housing gap, I mean, builders, builders are tough. You know, Bry has a builder, you know, he's one of the, he's a builder person and it's really interesting what they just did. I just want to share this because you're talking about, you know, that part of it. They, you know, he had a bunch of people on contract. Brian's in an area where it's 800 to $1.4 million purchases. And so these things weren't going to be closing until August, right? Maybe by the time this is released, it's August, but anyway, they weren't going to be closing in August. And, uh, they weren't going to be closing in August. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, the builder decided, oh, hey, we want to close all of them the end of June, early part of July. And some of these were September closings too. So imagine the psyche of the client. The client's going, okay, so I have this much more time to do whatever it is they're going to do, put their house in the market, et cetera. Uh, Brian's thinking he's got time right, in doing this. What they did is they, and I won't name the builder, but they went down to the South. You know, We're on the East Coast. So they go down to the South and they get they get all the lumber supplies from the lower priced homes that they have developments and they cart it all up. And then they, they rush to close the ones up here. Well, it caused all kinds of problems. Of course, the builder liked it because he's closing his bigger deals, but the clients were a mess. Brian was a mess because it was like, oh my gosh, we got to shift. We didn't know this was going to happen, you know? And there were some things in there that, you know, needed time. We needed it to close in September, you know? So that, that effect that's been on just the way that the builders are shifting their supplies around the country. And it's not fair to the people down South just because their home prices aren't as high. And so we're just seeing a lot of things that you would never expect to see in the mortgage space. You know, in 38 years of me doing this, I've never heard of that. Never heard of that. Sure. They might move from one site to the other. There's, you know, coming out of COVID, there's all kinds of wacky things. We have the rental car business. I mean, I don't know if you've traveled and rented a car lately, but it is. Oh yeah. Can't get one. I, you know, I had friends that were going to Hawaii and truly, you know, could not get a a car in Hawaii and were getting a moving van. Uh, So, I mean, it's, it's going to take, (laughs) it's going to take, yeah, yeah, it's going to take a while to come out of these COVID times and all of the unintended consequences and yeah, it's an interesting it. time. Well, this is why, uh, yeah, I mean, it is, it's totally interesting times. It's funny you said about that because when I'm, I'm in San Diego, I can't think of the name of the app. I have to have it here, but it's an Airbnb for your car. So that's what I ended up doing. I ended up Airbnb a car 
I guess I couldn't get any breath. I don't know about that app. Oh my God. It's, it's like verbal or it's not verbal. It's, but it's URBL or I don't know. Just look it up. Text me offline on that. Text me offline. Yeah, I will. It is. It's pretty cool because that's when I said, well, heck I can't get any rental cars. And, you know, I just went to, uh, where was I recently? I was in Utah. I did a big retreat and my car for three days was $1,100. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's just crazy. So I went to say, I'm looking at San Diego and I'm like, gosh, I can't get a rental car. I'm going to go with this, this Airbnb thing. I'm, I'm calling it that. But so that's like the new thing now is everybody's doing that. So we hopped on it because we Airbnb our home. So we hopped on it and said, hey, by the way, if you want to quote Airbnb, someone will fix me in this thing <laughs> eventually. But if you want to Airbnb our cars while you're here so that you don't have to rent a car, you can do that too. That's interesting. I I knew it'd only be a matter of time, but I I had not seen that yet. So you got to yep, set it up. It's out. Yeah, it's out and it's ready to go. Yeah, amazing how things are changing. You know, I think one of the things about these two industries, mortgage and real estate, is that change is inevitable, Absolutely. right? And if you don't like change, you're in the wrong industry. And usually, we're the kind of people that love it, eat it, you know, love it to the you know to death. And I would just encourage everybody to do that same thing is take it on. If you like change that much and take on that technology as well. So Dave, what do you want to leave us with some words of wisdom as we finish out our, the second half of our year and plan for next year? So, you know, I bring Todd Bookspan, as you know, the, Mm -hmm. the founder of Win by Noon and Coming out of the you know the first half, it was a great first half for folks, and where him and I really got focused on the leadership that we brought to the mortgage coach community and the Friday Mastermind that Jen, you were a pioneer of, and you know you're still invited back. I think I actually have you on the calendar an upcoming Friday. You're, you're yeah. going to be there. Is anytime you want to come back, come back. But it's you know to, to win the rest of the year, you got to win the day. You know, yeah. and so just get clear on what winning the day is for you. We kicked off this TCA a day challenge for loan officers and this CMA a day challenge for real estate For agents. realtors, yeah. And we kind of figured that, hey, those are two activities. Like if you're in the mortgage business and you do a TCA a day, one, you're going to be better. You're going to get smarter. You're going to be more of an expert. And two, you're going to deliver a better value prop at the point of sale. The same thing is with the CMA a day. If you're a realtor and you did a CMA of a day, I mean, you're going to be a better realtor. You're going to be yeah. smarter. And then two, you're doing a consumer activity that's going to do business. And so, you know, figure out what winning the day is. And by the way, I would advocate, you know, CMA a day, TCA a day as ideas and concepts, maybe a video a day and, you know, put a new person in your database a day, Mm -hmm. win the day, you'll win the rest of 2021. And if you pick the right two or three things to win the day about, you're going to win the decade. Uh, so anyway, so those are my, my closing thoughts. That's great. I love that. And you know, I'm all about action. Take action. Yeah. Take action. (laughs) Yeah. So that's it. Make sure you follow mortgage coach and our mortgage coach YouTube channel. And uh, Jen, it's a gift to, to be on your podcast. And this was the first mortgage podcast I was ever on. And it's cool to, you know, (laughs) here we are in 2021 doing it again. I know it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Okay. So Dave, where are you going to be in the in the coming months? Where can, if someone says, oh, you know, I really like this Dave guy and, you know, I, maybe I haven't heard a mortgage coach or maybe I have heard a mortgage coach, but I want to go watch him in person. Are you going to so be in two, person anywhere? The two big, the two big events yeah. in person, I'm going to Renee Rodriguez's Amplify mm-hmm. live. I think it's like the third week in August. And then we are doing the modern mortgage summit again on the first Wednesday in October. So that'll be a virtual summit. You can go to modernmortgagesummit.com. 
and uh, sign up for that. And those will be my two places that I'll be on stages that I know of. Well, there's others, but I can't remember them all right now or what dates they are. (laughs) I know know the feeling. I have 17 trips between the time we're doing this to the end of the year. And I have no idea where I'm going half the time. As a matter of fact, I walked into an airport the other day and I stood at the uh, baggage claim and just stood there and went, I don't know where I am. I literally don't know where I am. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> so sad. It's wild. Well, I just want to say thank you again so much for coming on. I love bringing you on. And hopefully, you know, in another three years, if I'm still doing this in three years, I hope I am, you I, know, I hope I'm back. Yeah. I'll have you back and we'll see what's going on again. And I, you know, I wish you the best. You've got such a great product. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm going to make sure that there's a link in here that everybody gets more, you know, can go see mortgage coach and just thank you again for joining us today and spending time with us. I really appreciate it. Take care, everybody. Thanks for your time and attention, everybody. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery membership community, where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests, weekly training, tips, and insider secrets, fireside chats with Jen, free content, meet, share, and collaborate with other members, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about this exclusive content. Mortgage Lending Mastery is an industry syndicate charter podcast. Industry Syndicate is the first podcast network specifically for the mortgage and real estate industries. Get the Industry Syndicate app in the App Store or Google Play today.